0: Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I've got a little something up my sleeve today, and I am going to be sharing a truth talk in my lessons and teaching with the Director of Operations Certification Program. We meet every single week. And sometimes in those trainings and in those advisory sessions, I find some inspiration. Some people may call them rants. And for me, I call them a truth talk. And that's what I'm going to be bringing you today in episode number 205. Thank you, ladies, so much for hanging out with me week after week. It means so much. I would like to personally invite you right now to join me in our group, which you can find at theopsinsiders.com. I'd love for you to spend a little bit more time. If you're enjoying what you hear on the podcast, head over to theopsinsiders.com. That's where our community hangs out. That is a very special circle that you are invited to be a part of. Again, theopsinsiders.com, where you're gonna hear more truth talks like the one you're gonna get today. But I wanted to come here and share something that has been on my mind, and I really debated on if I wanted to share it and what I would look like if I shared it, and I'm over myself, and here I am today. This Truth Talk is about something had to give, and I bet when you hear that, like something had to give... You can think about something in your own life where you were at a time and a place and an instance and an experience or a situation where something just had to change. And today I'm talking to you about my time recently when something just had to change. And you can also look at this as kind of a mid year update, but let me give you a little bit of background. As you may imagine, we prep for the coming year in October and November. And traditionally, once we create that plan, we stick to our plan. I mean, we're operators. We are masters of project management here inside of this business. It's part of what I teach. It's who I am. It embodies like all of me. So you can imagine that sticking to the plan is something I take a lot of pride in. I love a good plan because it keeps us on track focused and to some degree locked into the goals that we have set. This entire process is incredibly important for me and to our business. And so, you know, that's really the guiding light of what we do. So for a business like ours, this process begins with our launch plan. Since the launch plan is the major contributor to our revenue, we start with that and that determines our financial forecast. And then we build our budget off of that. So you can see how the cascade of events that take place after we come up with our launch plan. When we go to set our launch plan, we are always going to review our metrics from the previous year, look at the timing that we did, the launches from the the last year, look to see what kind of volumes we had during different times. Like if we launched in January, what did it look like in 2001 versus 2002? Did we not do one in March in 2021 and we did in 2022. Okay, what's the difference? So we're looking at trends so that we can build upon that for the upcoming year. And that truly, all of those things come together to determine what the following year is going to look like. So for 2023, we had a plan to do what we had done in 2022, and that was to facilitate five launches during the 12-month calendar year. So We've had one year where we did eight launches, and then the year after that, we did six. We got down to five. We kind of flirted with doing four last year, and as the world would have it, we ended up doing five, and it was really good for us. It Financially, it allows us to hit our goals and to be on a financial track that we felt was a you know a reflection of success for us. So why not do the exact same thing in 2023? We actually kept all of the same dates, most of the same dates or at least the same months. And so I felt really strong. We had a lot of data to evaluate and we all felt really good about it. When we go to create the timing of these launches, we're looking at the cycles of our students. Like, when are our students most active? We look at the kind of a high level of the looking at the aggregate, like the trends for them. Like, when are they actively in learning mode and when are they in maybe family mode or vacation mode? So we're looking at the cycles of our students because clearly we want to offer a cohort to start when people are engaged, right? So that is, of course, something that all everybody does is certainly not unique to us, but we also look at our team's schedule. And definitely we have to look at my schedule because at this point, I'm the person that's producing the launch content and I'm definitely delivering it. So being in the office is pretty important. I recently shared in a podcast that I work about five to 10 hours a week from June through July. So for about eight and a half, nine weeks out of the year, I am working quite minimally. And this is massively important for us when we're securing or planning the dates of our launches. And so for the past two years, we have done a launch at the beginning of June and then I was able to step away and during those five to 10 hours that I work, I was able to come in and support our students during that time in addition to the rest of our team. And just FYI, if you didn't listen to a recent episode where we were talking about taking time off in the summer, I am working five to 10 hours because I'm truly trying to be, live in my values and being my next best self, which is showing up for my family in a different way. During the school year, they are super active, super busy. And so I have the entire working day to be present. And they're also a lot older, you know, high teenage years. And so they're quite independent. But during the summer, they're not in those rigorous schedules that are in school. They still have rigorous schedules. I'm sure as my team is listening to this, they're like, what did you just say? (laughs) Because the summertime is, they're still rigorous, but it's just a different schedule. My son travels for baseball for about eight months in the summer. And my daughter, going into high school right now, is very, very busy with her club volleyball team getting ready for nationals, whoop, whoop. Really big milestone for them. And then also getting ready for high school, which, you know, they're doing a lot of training. Just honestly, it's just constantly, constantly training, which is another episode (laughs) for a different podcast. But there's a lot of stuff going on and I want to be present. These are the days that they have available for me. And so for me to make that happen, I limit the number of hours that I'm working. I'm either traveling or I am always on the road with one of these kids Okie doke. So, I wanted to give you that perspective as to why I limit my hours so much during those two months. So, what I didn't know when we were making these plans is that I was going to be exhausted after our event. If you guys are just listening to this and you don't know what I'm talking about, we had our first ever conference in April called Growth Getters Live. And I think I did eight keynotes for that. So talk about crazy amounts of content. It was a lot and it took me months. And of course, I waited too late to do it. So I was kind of super busy at the very last minute. And it's not just creating content, it's getting ready. Luckily, by the grace of goodness, we had it in my hometown, so I wasn't traveling. But I didn't realize how absolutely exhausted I would be. I do launches. I do presentations. I record this podcast. I am on interviews. I am a guest all the time. And this kind of stuff typically fuels me. It gets me excited. It gets me jazzed up. I had no idea how exhausted I would be after this event and because of that i had the hardest time finding motivation to create new stuff and content i mean think about what i had just gone through i mean that's basically like creating 9 master classes it is creating 9 master classes it was a lot a lot a lot and someone who's a fact finder and a perfectionist like me it's not like content just like rolls off my tongue it takes a lot of thought process and and quiet time which i don't have a lot of to create that so i was Like I said, I had a really hard time finding motivation to create something new because I was exhausted, true fatigue. I felt lost. I honestly wanted to hide. And that's not something I am familiar with at all. After two weeks of not being able to shake all of this off, that feeling just wouldn't leave me. I mustered up, this sounds crazy, but I mustered up the strength and the energy to have a conversation with Alex, who is our ops manager, our amazing ops manager, and a dear friend. And I delivered what I felt was going to be some really shocking news for us, at least for us. So I told her that we had to change our plans. I couldn't do the launch. That was set to begin in six weeks. I literally did not have it in me. I don't do anything halfway. And at that point, I didn't know if I could even meet halfway. I was actually so nervous to tell her this because I knew it was going to be a shock for her. And I also knew that because I was changing things, there would be a ripple effect in the company, which I was nervous about. I pride myself on being really solid, really sturdy, really, really transparent as well. And so Anyway, there's a lot of things going on in my mind. And to my surprise, she looked about as relieved as I did after I got over the nerves for telling her what I was thinking. And so for those two weeks when I was sitting in limbo, I basically had this exhaustion in my mind. And I and one part of me was like push, push, push. And the other part of me was like, just throw in the towel and relax, Natalie. I was actually so miserable. I told myself so many lies during those 2 weeks and those 2 weeks being after the event before I finally got mustered up the energy and the honesty to go the transparency to go to Alex and tell her this so that she could be my peer and helping me deliver this to the team and also to just rethink what we were doing cuz it was going to have a ripple effect. We plan, I mean our financial forecast is based off of these 5 launches. So I knew that there was going to be, you know, some ripple effect and she was the perfect one to help me through this. But during this time, I told myself so many lies. I told myself I was a failure if I didn't stick to the plan that I personally created. I told myself that my team was going to think I was weak. I wasn't a strong leader. I wasn't confident in the business. I didn't believe in them. I told myself that we would go broke. I told myself there was no way that this company could continue to be viable if launches were the way that we met our forecast. I told myself that I should just quit this whole darn thing. And I told myself a whole lot more. It's hard for me to even just share that with you guys, but you can see the pattern and the place where my mind was. I was down in the dumps. And here's the truth. And luckily, I was mentored by so many dear friends during this time that gave me some of this perspective that I'm about to share. I had to have a break. The cycles that we defined in November of 22 had no idea. They didn't know the me of April 2023. It didn't know how hard the event was going to be on me and the team. Content is draining, and I needed a better plan to create it. Another thing. I wanted to enjoy this very last precious summer of baseball with my son, who's a rising senior, and not feel the emotions of launching while being on the road and on the sidelines of a baseball diamond. I wanted to truly be able to relish in this time. I, you know, there's so many emotions for those of you guys who are listening who have seniors and kids who have left the house. I mean, there's so much as a mother that goes into that. And trust me, I am feeling all the feels. I'm going to try not. Not to be a broken record this year, but I am emotionally just processing so much stuff. And all of these moments are so even more special because, you know, they're finite. And so I envision myself being on in the stadiums and watching my son play baseball without having to check in with my team, without having to worry if I had recorded a podcast, without having to worry if the materials for our launch were created everything that goes with the launch. And I really just wanted to be able to savor this time. So once I came to grips with this plan of scaling back from five launches to four launches, I did what I do best. After I made the decision, I created more plans and best of all, the amazing Alex proactively helped me create more plans and she did this with me in mind. She truly anticipates who I am, what my needs are, where I am at emotionally. And I am just so grateful. Big, huge shout out to the amazing Alex for helping me to just seeing me as a, as a person, not only as the leader of this brand, but also as someone who knows my values and knows that I want to be present for Zachary and Emery during the summer, who knows that I was exhausted and knows I'm not going to be my best. And she helped me with creating some of these plans. I mean, she even stepped outside of her typical duties with looking at podcasts and how we could get ahead and how I could do this and be on the road with Zach for, for seven weeks of the eight weeks in the summer and not be, stressed about the podcast. And that's just one tiny example, but having this support system in this company was huge at a moment when I kind of felt, well, I didn't kind of, I truly felt weak. So when I talk about creating plans, I reviewed our financials from a different angle. We did what most people do when they want to save and we cut, we cut unnecessary expenses. I evaluated things that we were doing from a metric perspective versus an emotional or a pattern perspective so that I could gain knowledge to make these decisions on should we continue these or should we stop these? Now, this is not rocket science, but every business gets into a cycle of doing because you did. And this was what I needed to actually stop that. And to date, within these last four weeks, we have saved a little over $2,000 a month just by looking at this this entire business from a metric perspective. So that's pretty cool. And remember, one of the biggest fears I had was that we were not going to be financially viable. So finding these $2,000 helped me to kind of put that at ease or at least know that it was in my control and there were things that we could do. The greatest thing I did was create contingency plans for the business. And I want you to hear me out here whether this is something that speaks to you because you're building a business or if you're an employee or a you know a dedicated contractor for somebody else who's going through something like this, creating a contingency plan for me was the thing that gave me the biggest breath of air. So think of a big flow chart with a bunch of if this, then that, that's what was all over this. I looked at this in phases. So when I say that I put it in phases, it was like, okay, well, if this thing that I don't want to happen actually happens, what's the first thing that I can do? I wrote down all the things that I would do if that thing happened and I prioritize them. Now I'm talking to a bunch of project managers, so you guys are probably like, oh yeah, This is what contingency planning looked like for me. This was so helpful with easing my mental load. I started to see that all of these worst case scenarios could be dealt with. None of them were actually the worst case. Some of them, I had three phases of like, okay, I will do this and then I'll do this and then we are going to be rock bottom. And I did that for every single thing. And some of those had three phases. Some of them had nine phases. And when I put it down like that, it was like, oh, the sky's not going to fall completely. We're not going to go from a seven figure business to a $0 business in the course of one month or three months. I was able to say that, okay, if I pull this lever and I make this amount of, if I do this change, it's going to benefit me. How? How is that going to benefit me? And I started to see that the sky wasn't going to fall all in one day. Can things deteriorate over time? Yes. But I really feel like the greatest gift here was I started looking at this business from a different angle. This business is definitely a part of my legacy. It's not That is not changing. But it allowed me to see, honestly, I started to see, oh, wow, for me to grow up and potentially sell this business in the next decade, some of these things that I was writing down are things that I should be preparing for. And I have not given them the space or the place for us or the team myself to do these things. And so that was a huge benefit. Creating those contingency plans really gave me a peace of mind that it wasn't going to go from green to red in a moment's time. I talked about this on a recent podcast, actually just a couple podcasts ago, episode number 203 with Julie Yokoyama. And I encourage you to go back and listen to this if that the idea of contingency planning was helpful for you. It was super, super helpful for me. And it gave me a lot of confidence and mental strength to move out of that place of fear and scarcity and an imposter. It really strengthened me. And I love that it was still kind of fact-based, which for me and the type of person I am, that was very helpful. So I'm happy to tell you that we are a month into this and our financials are solid. They didn't take a dip. I've been way more productive with tasks that have been on the back burner that I've been longing to get to. If I didn't give myself the space and if we would have continued to launch, then I don't think I would have been able to do this. So that is another thing. We always, you know, we get into those cycles of the worst case scenario and looky here, we are not down any from a financial perspective. We are ahead of plan on our weekly podcast and producing those. We've cut expenses and I have a new eye and a new lens on lead generation activities that were sorely, we were sorely missing because strictly because of bandwidth. It's not because our team doesn't want to do them. We just didn't have the time. So By not launching, by taking a step back and not launching, not only did I get some time to not be stressed, to be on, you know, with my family, to be living summer, so did my team. And speaking of that, because I knew that I was going to have some ease now, I wanted to make sure that our team had ease. It wasn't like, okay, we're not going to launch. So let's go look at our strategic map and let's go do all these other projects, which we are doing. But I also wanted to give this space to the team that works so hard alongside me every single day. So I made an easy decision to let our full-time employees have four-day work weeks during the summer. So if I was going going to have a lighter schedule, they absolutely could too. And at the same time, we are all internally focused on achieving one to four, depending on where you are in the organization and the capacity in which you work for us, one to four projects over the summer, over these two months. And I can't imagine how much we are going to get done. We would never have been able to do that if I didn't make the hard decision and get over some of the fear of what would happen if we didn't stick to the initial plan of five launches. So yes, we've gone down to four. Yes, our financials may take a little bit of a dip, but As of today, we are looking pretty solid and I am enjoying every single second. The team is excited. They're letting me know how great it is to have their mental health days and to also be working four days a week. I'm really proud to be able to live that out and create a work environment that people are excited about. So y'all, something just had to give. I couldn't. I literally could not continue. And I wanted to share a real and a different side of me that I don't think gets shared very much. In fact, business friends that I have made over this last almost decade which is crazy of being in business for myself I've made so many business friends and you know they check up we check up on each other on Voxer and I have heard a pattern lately of people asking the question with trepidation in their voice how are you doing like how are you really doing everyone's down So I decided to share with you what I have been sharing with them. It was just a couple of weeks ago when I got asked that question three times in one week and I literally wanted to just forward the message to the person who was asking me because I had already answered it. And I thought, you know what? This is transparency. This is one of my values. This is what is really happening in this world. And I wanted to come here, share this with you so that you just had a lens into how we function. And, you know, I feel like we're friends. We talk every single week. So why not go a little bit more in depth? But also, hopefully, this gives you perspective and permission. The truth is, you're not weird. You're not a failure. You're not behind. You're not going to miss out. You're exhausted. And sometimes, even though we create these plans, we can't idolize the plan. We have to see the plan as a guide and not be so rigid. For a lot of us operators, you know, we we like rigidity, we like stability, we like safety and security. Those are things and values that we have that we love. But I can tell you, if I would have continued down the path of being so stern. I would have missed out on a wonderful, wonderful adventure for the summer. I would have missed out on giving myself grace. I would have missed out in this $2,000 a month that we're saving. I would have missed out in creating these contingency plans that my business needs. I feel like through this truth talk and really seeing that something truly had to give here, I was able to give myself the gift of growing up in business and that's really all I have today. (laughs) I, I wanted to just come here and share this with you guys. I hope it is something that resonates with you. If you would, we love to continue the conversation in our Facebook group. You can come over to theopsinsiders.com. We'll get you in there. And that is a community of your people. There are people who want to talk about operations, who want to share job opportunities, who are working through the same things that you are working on. We want to create that free community for you to develop as a person, to develop as a peer. And I would love for you to come over there. We have an ops activity every single time we record. record this style of podcast. And I want you to tell me what has had to give, you know, I'm telling you, I had to give up a launch for you. What had to give for you to be the next best version of yourself? Ladies, join me at theopsinsiders.com and thank you for hanging out. Thank you for giving me the space and for listening to me for these 28, 29 minutes of just rambling through some emotional things that I have been going through. I really am grateful for your partnership, your listenership, your friendship, and I look forward to being here with you guys next week. I hope you guys are having a beautiful summer. And again, theopsinsiders.com, I'll see you over there.